What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Rock 25, oh man. You a reader. What are those? Um, I've been, I've been going through some uh, past episodes and, uh, you know, some of the, uh, you know, um, li- you know, the, uh, listens like, the the one I did about Kyle Rittenhouse, I know, uh, you know, the, uh, um, listens have gone up for that episode, like overnight. Um, I just want to shout out everybody. Like, I really appreciate, you know, um, the love, you know, it's, it's always cool to see, like, even like old episodes to be listening to and seeing the views go up. Uh, not overviews, but the, you know, uh, you know, um, the plays have gone up, and uh, it just you know always catches me off guard, you know. Um, so I just want to shout out everybody uh, listening to me, um, uh, listen to my episodes. So uh, a lot of love and appreciation uh, uh, for you guys. Um, been hella busy, um, and uh, uh, my personal life is good work. Um, I've been working like every day. Um, and that shout out to my girl, uh, Jody's birthday yesterday. We spent some great time together yesterday. Um, uh, you know, you know, uh, fam had me over. So, um, I had a great time yesterday. So again, uh, you know, when I say happy birthday to you yesterday, again, uh, happy birthday to you. Um, but, uh, a lot of crazy stuff has been going on last couple of weeks. Um, you know, Spider-Man came out 255 milli. Opening weekend, but well, let's well, well done. If you didn't got in and see it, listen. Well, listen. Let's just get into the show. God damn it! All right. First of all, I did. I know I didn't wasn't on last week. We had the UFC last week. Uh, last weekend. Uh, listen, yo. Crazy. Charlotte Olivier did a damn thing against uh Dustin Poirier. Juliana Pena. Did anybody see that coming? Nobody saw that coming. Um, the line was like plus six fifty on her. Um. She said she was gonna do it. Give her props. I don't. I really don't. Listen. After the fight, right? Uh, where Amanda Nunes said she she didn't take her serious, and it was obvious she wasn't taking her serious because she was rocking Pena. Pena was getting hit hard, and Pen, and and Nunes face didn't look all that beat up, but it was obviously affecting her. You know, granted, like I said, she was battling COVID. Um. You know, and they say there's some lasting effects after COVID. Lasts for months. Like your breathing is, you know, not the same. You know, I mean, Derek Rose, Jason Tatum, they've all said how, like, you know, even after they recovered, it, it's taken them a while to feel 100%. You know, so obviously, I think that did something to her. Remember, she's a new mom. Um, you know, even though she went Megan Anderson's behind, you know, I, like I said, I was worried about her being a new mom. Um, is that going to affect her? This is the fight that affected her. I, you know, I think after battling COVID coming into this fight, I think it affected her. Um, should they run it back? Absolutely. I, you know, yeah, run it back. You know, I don't know if Nunez was thinking ahead, beat her, announce her retirement, or maybe fight Shashenko for a third time. Um, but man, oh man, um, that's one of the biggest, that's the, I, to me, that's the biggest upset, um, I might be the biggest upset of all time. I know everybody's gonna say Tyson, you know, uh, you know, Buster Douglas. We gotta remember, like Buster Douglas, like his dad was like a pretty good boxer, you know. And everybody always thought Buster Douglas was a good boxer. He was just was never in shape, you know. And um, you know, his mom, you know, and his mom dying. Buster Douglas' mom died. That was his motivation to get in shape, you know. She told him. Knock Mike Tyson out before she died. <laughs> you know, that was a motive. I mean, that was like the best 
version of Buster Douglas, you know, and everybody always said he had that potential, you know. Um, so anybody who really knows the Buster Douglas story, okay, I get it, you know. And obviously Tyson didn't train for that fight. Uh, you know, he admitted he did not train at all for that fight. Um, Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey. Holly Holm was a pretty accomplished, like, fighter. She, you know, she was, a undef- she was, like, a un- she was like a kickboxing champion. She was like 13-1 boxing record. Like, she was like an, a pretty accomplished fighter before she fought Ronda Rousey. I mean, obviously, Ronda Rousey is an Olympian uh, bronze medalist. Um, in, in, in the 2008 uh, Olympics in judo, uh, she took the uh, silver in the world judo championships in 2012. So, so obviously, you know, Ronda Rousey is accomplished in judo herself, but so was, but Holly Holm was extremely accomplished um, as a fighter before she fought Ronda Rousey. This is, I mean, come on, who did Julia Pena beat? Like, nobody? Like, you know you know what I'm saying? She pretty much got this fight because she called her out on Twitter. You know, and then it was like, all right, fine, fuck it. I'll, I'll guess I'll fight her. You know, this girl wants to keep on talking trash. I'm going to knock her out. Like, I knock out everybody else out and whatever. You, you know what I'm saying? So, to me, this is the biggest upset of all time, in my personal opinion. Run it back. We'll see what happens. Um, You know, I think Julia Pena can do it again. I don't think she could do it again. I don't think Nunez is going to fight her the same way. I think Nunez is going to take her to the ground and use her jiu-jitsu um, against her. Um, obviously, Pena used some jiu-jitsu herself, but I think Nunez is the more versed in jiu-jitsu. So I, we'll have to see. It, 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 you know, If Nunez has an ego, she'll probably try to beat her the same way, which I hope not. Um, cause it didn't work out the first time. It might work out the second time cause she was rocking Pena. Um, but we'll take it from there. Um, you know, we had to talk about the Mets. Um, but talking to my main man, Joe and like, you know, JT, I didn't, I didn't talk to Xavier about this yet. Shout out my boy, Xavier. Listen, shout out JT and, and Joe as well. Listen, Buck Showalter, look, I'm not a fan of the hire. I'm gonna tell you why I'm not a fan of the Mets hiring Buck Showalter as manager. He's the manager you hire before you get the right manager to take you over the top. He's like Mark Jackson. You know, you know, you, you got the, the Mark Jackson, then you get Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr takes you over the top. What did the Yankees do? They had Buck Showalter. Then what happened? They got Joe Torre, and Joe Torre took him over the top. That, that's who Buck Showalter is. That's who he's always been. He had some pretty damn good teams with the Orioles in the early 2000s. Think about them boys he had. The You know, the J.J. Hardys. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, like, he had some, like, he had some, like, pretty... You know, you know, deep. He has some pretty deep squads. He had Kimbrel at one point, Manny Machado. Like he had some boys, Chris Jones. Like he he had some brothers and on his squad. He could, you know, he had a really good bullpen. He could never take him over the top. The Yankees would always find a way. Remember the Yankees didn't have like had like scrubs, you know, in the early in the you know like you know in the. Uh, early, you know, in the late 2000s, you know what I'm saying? But Joe Girardi was still finding a way to manage him to the top of the division. He never made a deep playoff run. Uh, oh, Adam Jones, friend about Adam Jones, you know, he never made a big playoff run with them guys, right? Tampa Bay always found a way with their analytics. You, you know, he like, he always like lost out to teams that he should, that should have, he shouldn't have lost out to, you know? Um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm not a fan of this hire. 
that Luis Rojas got the the bat end of the stick. Um, everybody talks about how great of a teacher he was. Everybody loved him in the clubhouse. Nobody in the clubhouse blamed them. They all knew it was on them. So I think getting rid of Rojas, you know, was a mistake. Um, the team did have a collapse. That team overachieved, right? He didn't have a squad with him. You know, that team overachieved. Jacob DeGrom going down obviously hurt hurt him. Lonzo, you know, the bats went cold. The bullpen was pretty much carrying that squad. The starting pitching wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. It was overhyped. Noah Syndergaard never came back. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, Stroman had some spots where, you know, where he looked real good. You know, Rich Hill had a couple spot starts where he looked good, you know, and it looked like it was going to be a one-two punch and maybe Stroman and Hill, and then they fizzled out. The bullpen's arms got depleted, you know, for being overused. You know, it was just a, a catastrophic, like, storm, you know. And then, like, after August, it all went, you know, like, you know, beginning of August, it all went downhill, you know. So the team over achieved that whole time and it's hard to do that every day when you're not talented you know Braves made moves they got the Josh Donaldson's they seem to rally around Ronald Acuna Jr. not playing you know we saw how great uh San Fran was winning 105-107 games you know uh Dodgers were the Dodgers you know like that's what it was with the Mets you didn't have the talent and uh it was tough um, for them to keep it up. So is, is Buck Showalter the answer? I, I don't think so. You know, I like the Starling Martin. I'm not a big fan of what they did free agency so far. Um, listen, we still need Chris Bryant. We didn't re-sign Javier Baez. Um, yeah, we got Francisco Lundor. Yes, we, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, we still got Pete Alonso, obviously. It, 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 listen, I'm not too sold on the Mets, um, and the moves that they made. I hope it works out. Um, they need some more pieces. It's obviously even some more pieces. Um, and like I said, I, I, I hope it works out now. Um, Dr. Dre released part of his album. For those who don't know, he didn't release the whole album. Um, you probably, um, heard a couple songs on the radio, um, already. That was was one song he did with, uh, Eminem. I can't think of it. I can't do, I can't think of the name of the song, but anyway, my break, listen, Dr. Dre has never been known to be like a lyrical like guy, right? Obviously. And it shows like he hasn't improved lyrically. He was talking about his wife all negative, like the whole album. And he's like throwing cheap shots at his wife, you know, or his ex-wife, obviously. And it's like, dude, like really like you're a grown man. Like, like one, it's not cool that you're throwing cheap shots against your ex-wife. Like, what, what are you trying to prove? Like, it doesn't, you don't prove anything. Um, it, listen, if you're going to throw sheep, listen, it's all right if you're going to throw sheep shots, right? If you're going to do it, it's got to be at least well written. And you don't write well enough to drop like, you know what I'm saying, to to make fun of your ex-wife. I think that's I think that's the problem I have with it. One, um, the beats were, uh, you know, they're all right. You know, the um, the features on it. Yeah. I can't name nobody slap. No no one killed it. Even Eminem didn't kill it. You know, Eminem did his thing, but it wasn't like his thing thing where literally comes in and murders everybody. You know what I'm saying? You know, he had one line about COVID or something like that. It was kind of cool. Other than that though, whatever. Thanks, Dr. Dre. Like you know what I'm saying? You know, the kids know you now for beats by Dre more than anything now. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they know you more by the Beats headphones than that. Oh, yeah, I guess he was like a famous producer or something. He produced Eminem or something like that or Snoop Dogg or something like that. Yeah, that, you know, but when's the last time Snoop had like a hit song? Like, it's been like forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and Eminem is pretty much producing his own stuff. You know, like, so I don't know, but whatever. Um, um, is it worth your time listening to? Pro- I don't think so. I I wouldn't waste your time. I told JT I didn't like it. JT and I had the same taste. Um, you know, usually when he sends me a song, it's like slaps. I send him a song, like it slaps. This this wasn't slapping. You know, no hard beat, no nothing. He wasn't saying anything lyrically great. I would have been downloaded. Well, I wouldn't even waste your time. My personal opinion. Listen to it on a workout. It says as background noise and then, you know, or a run. Because that's what I usually do sometimes. Like a new album, I put it on when I work out or run and um, t- take it from there. Nah, I was not a big fan of it at all. Um, so on the book, movie came out, The Unforgivable. Yo, this might be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's, it's you know, it's, it's up there. Um, it was really bad. Everybody's, oh, oh, we're transferring, blah, blah, blah. Listen, this plot was so stupid, right? And, like, it, listen, the, like, the girl in the, like, the little girl, and they had to do a twist, like, the little girl shot the cop or whatever the hell. Like, it was so confusing, the beginning of the story. Listen, we've gone over this. If guys have listened to my podcast, we've gone over this a million times, and I don't know why every movie doesn't do it. It's just formulaic, right? We know every movie's got three parts. We know this, right? We've already discussed this in the podcast. When you break away, it's, it's all right if you're going to break away from a movie having three parts. or it's almost like Every movie's got five parts. If you want to break away from that, that's fine, Roger. But you have to at least tell an interesting story. I can't imagine, you know, saying like, you know, Ted Sarandos or what's his name? You know, what, you know, the CEO of Netflix watching this movie and giving it a thumbs up. Like, yep, put that out. Like, what? This, I mean, like, the story was poorly edited. It was like you're watching a movie, and it's like the way they interjected stuff, like, that probably should have been in the beginning. Like, why, like, and they probably, they edited this movie wrong. Like, when they try to form the story together, they edited it wrong. And they put stuff that should have been in the beginning in the middle. And the stuff that should have been in the middle, they put it in the beginning. Like, I didn't know what I was watching. I didn't know what the story was. We knew she was in prison for shooting somebody. The little girl, we thought it was her daughter, was her sister. How old is Sandra Bullock? She's got to be like 50-something years old, right? And she was in jail, what, for 20 years? Okay, great, Roger. Sandra Bullock was like 30 years old, and this little girl was like 8 years old? Like her mom was, she mom had her? Like how old was the mom Dukes when she had this 8-year-old? Because don't try to tell me Sandra Bullock was in her 20s. Nah, she didn't look like she was in her 20s. She's not, you know, no offense. Sandra Bullock's not one of them ageless girls, okay? Like, they did a bad job. Or at least it should have de-aged her and made her look like she was in her 20s or made her look like, you know, her teens or something. And she was like, like 38, 39 when she gets out of prison. And that is little girl's 18 or whatever the fuck is. Whatever. You know, I don't know. It was, it was, it was crazy. They said she was in prison for like 20 years or something like that. But this girl wasn't like, this girl should have been like 28. But she wasn't even 28. She was like a teenager. She looked like he was 19, right? And, vis- you know, and the kids like visit the four-year-old and the other homegirl sister. I can't think of her name. Anyway, listen, that's because the movie is so bad. 
Listen, it doesn't even matter. The kids looked Indian. They didn't even look mixed. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? They, they didn't, you know how black and white kids look. These motherfuckers didn't look black or white. This movie was so bad. I didn't even finish it. You know, I had to hear how this movie ended. And it was just like, it was just so bad. Like, usually, like, I don't like not watching, finishing movies. But it was just so galactically stupid. I was like, oh, my God. Total waste of time. Um, if you haven't seen it, don't see it because it's galactically stupid. The story doesn't make sense. You're going to be confused. They try to do a twist. Try to tie everything together. When, you, when you're supposed to drop little hints throughout the movie if you're going to do a twist. Like, oh, okay, this was the story. Oh, the twist. Oh, now I got to reevaluate what I really thought and blah, blah, blah. Like, galactically stupid. Now, I'm going to get some hate on this. You guys heard my other podcast where I was hyped up for the Spider-Man, right? Even though I said I was done with the MCU. I'm going to tell you what, haters. I'm still done with the MCU. This was a sham of a movie. This was the ultimate sham of a movie. And you know what was the worst thing about this movie? The worst thing about this movie? It was nothing more than a, a setup for other movies. That's all this movie was. You felt for the third... Tra- oh, listen, I felt for it. I'm going to say me. Because some of you guys don't realize what you saw. You guys all, you laughed at the jokes, right? You loved the nostalgia. But yo, when Andrew Garfield stepped on the screen, bitches were going crazy. All the girly girls. Ah! Woo! Yo, them girls were going crazy when Andrew Garfield showed up. Listen, yo. Listen, I'm going to keep it a hundo for you. Let's keep it a hundo. When Raiders of the Lost, oh, listen, I never saw Raiders of the Lost. Sorry, I'm sorry, when I never saw Raiders of the Lost. Obviously, the movie came out like, eight, like a couple years before I was born, but 81, that movie came out. All right, listen, yo. I said, we'll, we'll, okay, we'll, we'll stick with the Indiana Jones, right? Because, like, Indiana Jones, the last crusade came out like 91, right? Something, something like that. Right, listen. When we saw Harrison Ford, on, I couldn't imagine anybody cheering for Harrison Ford. Even though Raiders of the Lost Star came out almost like 10 years after, um, um, I'm sorry, if Indiana Jones the Last Crusade came out almost 10 years after Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'm pretty sure nobody moved there was going crazy when they saw Harrison Ford. I'm pretty sure about that. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, and let's just say this. If, let's just say they did... Star Wars, right? The last Star Wars, like, 81, right? Let's just say four or five years later, they did, like, another Star Wars, right? And and Luke Skywalker was in it, and Han Solo, and all that. Yo, nobody would have flipped their shit if they saw Mark Hamill come out as Luke Skywalker, or Harrison Ford, you know, as you know Han Solo, you know, Sarah Carey versus Princess Leia. Like, I don't, I don't understand why people were flipping for Andrew Garfield. Listen, this is how bad Andrew Garfield was. If Andrew, listen, they did the whole, they when they tried to reboot Spider-Man, they rebooted it because they wanted a younger Spider-Man. That was the whole point of them rebooting Spider-Man. They wanted to the, 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 go back to the teenage roots of Spider-Man. I always say this, go back to your roots. That's the problem. For, that's the solution for everything. We're going to go back to our roots, right? So that's that was what they were trying to do. If Andrew Garfield was so hot, he, they would have had him in MCU. They didn't have him in MCU for a reason. They had Tom Holland. Right? And, right? 
It was only like four or five years ago from the last Spider-Man movie. So I don't understand what the going crazy over Andrew Garfield was. But you girly girls must have loved him. But listen, he wasn't that much love because the executive, if you had that much love, they probably should have put him in a new one, but they didn't do it. Or maybe they misjudged Andrew Garfield. And I didn't even see these reboots because it looked cornball from Jump. And, and me, I'm the, like Spider-Man's favorite superhero. So like I'm really critical when it comes to Spider-Man. Okay. So. But, all right, so we got we got that out of the day. Listen, Tom McGuire looked good. He looked older. He was in shape, you know. Um, you know, he looked good. You know, he had, he has the comedic chops for Marvel. It worked. Um, you know, Andrew Garfield, you know, worked per se. You know, whatever. Um, I mean, I, like I said, not that much of a problem. He did the comedic jokes. It was everybody laughed. You know, I think I was the only one who didn't laugh throughout the whole movie. Um, all right, so now we got that out of the way. The jokes were way too long. This movie concentrated so much on the Marvel formula. Jokes, special effects. That's all this movie focused on. It was nothing more than a setup than other things. Plot holes galore in this I won't say galore, but there was a major plot hole um, um, in this movie. Actually, there were like a couple. Actually, you know what? We're going to say plot holes galore. We're going to say plot holes galore. One. All right, we'll talk about... Uh, okay, so obvious. Oh, oh, and plot devices in this movie too. Oh my God, yeah. Oh God, man. The more I talk about this movie, the more bad it is. Okay, I mean this is top three. Yeah, this is top three worst superhero movies of all time. This is top three. I mean, this is. It's not Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four bad, or Justice League. Bad, but it's, it's Batman versus Superman. I, I want to say this: this is at least it's, this is either fourth or third. I might have the first Justice League, the Joss Whedon one. I might have this ahead of this movie. I might, I might have it ahead, and that's saying something. Yeah, that's saying something. Batman versus Superman was really bad. Um. I won't say that bad. It was up there. I mean, God. The more I talk about this movie, I might make it too. <laughs> it might be the second worst superhero movie I've seen. Right? Like I said, it concentrated way too much on the jokes. Yeah, they were funny, but it didn't help the story. J.B. Smooth's character, the other brother, that should have been completely out of, out of the movie. It didn't make sense. Like, the kids had a shrine for Spider-Man. So the kids had a shrine for Spider-Man. But it's just like, what? So if you're over 18, they were throwing stuff at Spider-Man. And it was like this weird thing they had going on. Like, the slime suit didn't come off. And then Aunt May had to fix it. Oh, and they gender-swapped. Um, You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Why the fuck did they gender-swap with great power comes great responsibility? What the fuck was that about? Like, they had to try to get, like, mini wokeness in here. We're going to have a woman say it. Why? Spider-Man's story is universal. Everybody fucking knows. Uncle Ben said with great power, because with great responsibility, Spider-Man could have saved, or Peter Parker used his power to save Uncle Ben, didn't do it, that was his regret. Everybody knows that. It's like when you come out of the womb, you know that, Fucking Batman's two parents were shot and killed in Crime Alley, 
And that was the motivation to be Spider-Man. And I'm sorry, Batman. And everybody knows Uncle Ben said with great power comes with great responsibility. And that was the motivation for Rita Parker to become Spider-Man. Everybody knows that. Gender swapping that makes no sense. It was an alternative universe. Listen, I, that's still stupid because Uncle Ben was in both alternative universes with the other Spider-Mans. So there was no reason to gender swap that. That was galactically stupid. Galactically stupid. And almost used her death as a plot device for everything else, which was another yeah, so that's another plot device to use to set up everything. And another another thing that they did with this movie, they Mary sued the fuck out of Spider-Man. Mary sued the fuck out of him. You would have thought it was Ray Skywalker over there. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, or Mulan. It might have well been any one of those fucking casted as Spider-Man. So let me get this straight, right? So, oh, God, man, this is, oh. all right, so let me get this straight, right? So, um, so Doc Ock, like, an elite scientist, remember, Spider-Man is, like, 18 years old. We have to remember this. Right now, the other Spider-Mans were like older. Roger, gotcha. But remember, right? We all know Spider-Man. He's, he's a scientist, and you know, and, you know, and all that. We're like, God, listen, yo. Like they, they made him like Tony Stark genius. I would think Tony Stark. Listen, how Tony Stark fucking took him fucking months to perfect the fucking Iron Man suit when he was in the cave, right? Yo, these, all three Spider-Man, all three Peter Parkers, within hours, hours, developed the cure to fix fucking, uh, you know, Lizard Man, fix Doc Ock, and fix Electro Man. All three of those. In hours. Hours. Right? It might have taken them four or five hours to find, to make a cure for all of them, right? And apparently Stark had some machine that did something relevant. It wasn't even like properly explained or they said it so quickly. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. They found something. They rushed this movie so bad. And the reason why they rushed this movie so bad was to fit all the stupid jokes in this movie. And if they had not tried to fit all the stupid jokes in the movie and just concentrated on the story, it would have been a better movie. This had so much potential to be great. So much potential. And they hyped up these villains coming in, right? And, like, they fought for, like, five minutes, and it was over. Like, when you got Doc Ock, Sandman, Electro Man, Lizard Man, all in one movie, you think this is going to be something, like, epic. We're going to see some epic fight scenes, and it wasn't. And then fucking Ned and fucking MJ, right? Him, how the fuck did he figure out? How did Ned figure out how to use a fucking, you know, thingamajiggy to fucking, you know, go into other portals and shit? How the fuck did he figure that shit out, right? You know what? That wasn't explained. He just did this shit almost automatically and shit. Like, that shit took, like, how long did it take for Doctor Strange to do that shit? Like, they Mary sued the fuck out of everybody because they rushed this story. Instead of having a story first. Like, oh, uh, well, we got to fit the Marvel jokes in and blah, blah, blah. You didn't need to. Listen, this is how Spider-Man works. 
Spider-Man always got the slick comments in the fight scenes. He doesn't have the slick comments all the time when he's not Spider-Man. He's got the slick comments in the snarky comments when he's fighting villains. Read a fucking comic book, okay? We all fucking know that shit. I don't know why they were trying to fit so many jokes in this movie. Oh, we gotta make it Marvel-like. Oh, and we're gonna get on Sony in a second, too. We're, oh, we're gonna make fun of Sony, too. And what they're trying to do is fucking insulting to anybody who's a fan of comic, of comic books and these characters. Well, but we're going to get into that in a second, too. Right. So, Ned, what, what took Doctor Strange hours to do? Actually, no. It took him, what, months to do, right? Because then uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the Holy One, you, you know, uh, the Chosen One, didn't she drop him in Siberia until he figured out how to do it? Ned... Did this shit on the... It took like two tries. Well, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's working. So this mother just figured it out. Oh, and then when they were in the... Uh, remember when they were st uh, in the apartment because, you know, Peter wanted to... You know, you know, I don't know, the MCU Peter, you know, Parker wanted to keep him safe, right? So they used Lizard Man, right, to go in there. Because Lizard Man was in the... Was in the... um. Remember, he was in the truck, but it wasn't explained why he was in the truck. Wasn't explained why. Um, remember when Happy got arrested? Wasn't explained why uh, Happy got arrested. Wasn't explained uh, why Happy got arrested. Um, Lizard Man. Oh, yeah. Right back to the pilot. So I'm sorry. I'm moving all over the place. Got so much to talk about this movie. Uh, and they use Lizard Man. The whole thing of Ned doing that shit was nothing more than a plot device. So they had to figure out a reason to get Ned and MJ at the Empire, I'm sorry, at the Statue of Liberty. And riddle me this. So Spider-Man, the most wanted person on the planet. That's how they were making this movie. He's the most wanted person on the planet, or at least the most hated person on the planet. This is after MJ, I'm sorry, this is after his aunt passed away. He arrested Happy, but then Happy shows back up for some reason, but whatever. Okay, cool. At the end of the movie, um, apparently... He knew Aunt May, but he never met Peter Parker once. Because remember, the, the spell was everybody doesn't, you know, you, nobody knows who Peter Parker is at all, right? Which is a really weird spell that nobody would know him, even though he goes, he went to high school with these people. He's probably in the class, okay, whatever. It's just probably, if you went to a big high school, you, there's probably some people in your class you really don't know. But I think you would hear their name at least once in your life. Like, I, I don't know. It was just... It was just a really weird spell that didn't make sense. And then at the end where Dr. Strange says, they're all coming. Who's coming? We don't know who's coming. They're all coming here because of you. Who? Who's coming because? You didn't say there was nothing. There was like no imprint of something like that. Of, of We didn't see like a Wolverine or, you know, it wouldn't be like a Wolverine. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. A, a, a rhino, you, you know. You know, would be coming after, you know, Scorpion. You know, I'm trying to think of like old school Spider-Man villains like Demi-Goblin. You, you know, I'm sorry, not Demi-Goblin. I'm sorry, the Hobgoblin. Um, like, there are some villains like y'all could have had. Like, or some coming after Spider-Man. But we don't know uh, who they were. But apparently they were coming. You know, was it Craven? Craven coming after Spider-Man? Like, oh man, that would have been, woo! Anyway, we're not going to go into that. Um, listen, they, like I said, they had so much potential 
for this movie. They wasted it on the stupid jokes. And they rushed the plot because they had too many jokes in this movie. Take the jokes out with a story, right? And this movie would have this would have this movie would have been hard. It, it would have been hard as hell. And so we're gonna I told you we're gonna get on Sony's case. Sony is dying so hard to be part of the Disney MCU. They are dying so hard to be a part of it. It is actually disgusting. It makes me want to throw up in my mouth because you were so arrogant. Sony was. No worry. We're going to give Disney Spider-Man. Fuck it. Split the profits, whatever the fuck. Whatever. Right? We're going to do our own thing with Spider-Man characters, but not actually have Spider-Man in the universe. Whatever. We don't care. Right? And we're going to build it around Venom. It was working. The first Venom movie laid a lot of money. You know, second Venom movie made money. You're trying to hype up, you know, Mor Morbius, you know, now, you know, that looks like it could be good. I don't know. The more I see the previews, the more I'm like, I'm, I don't think I want to watch this movie. Um, you know, the first preview looked good. These rest of these previews have not looked good. And like I said, I might be done with all superhero movies now. Um, listen, and then you, and then you put in, uh, uh, Venom and then, um, Venom left part of his symbiote at the end. So what, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what are y'all trying to do? And it's like, oh, part of the symbiote got left. And now it's going to be part of the MCU. They're trying to, the multiverse and y'all, listen, yo, it's disgusting what Sony's trying to do. Because Sony, if you had balls, like real fucking balls, you would have done with the original plan and built the whole universe around Venom. Which you could have done, and you could have done it the right way, but you're too fucking pussy and don't believe in your own fucking bullshit. You drink your own Kool-Aid, either you put too much sugar in or you didn't put enough sugar in, and you don't believe in your Kool-Aid, and then you're calling up Kevin Feige. Oh, we really want to be a part of you. Yeah, because you know your plan was stupid in the beginning, but if we had competent people who knew about fucking Spider-Man, it would have fucking worked. And my game plan was you could have introduced Craven. Looks like Craven went after Spider-Man in the comic books. You could, if you introduce Craven to go after Venom, to hunt Venom, it all would have worked. If you introduce Felicia Harding, right? My whole thing would have been introduce Craven to go after Venom. Because he's the ultimate hunter. Now I know what you're saying. The PETA people, he hunts animals, PETA would have been upset. Fo fuck the PETA people. Craven's a fucking hunter. You could have flipped it around and been like, fuck it. Craven goes after people who go after animals. He's not going to wear fur, but he'll wear pleather and this and that. Or wherever the fuck bullshit. You want to make Craven PC all of a sudden. It still would have worked. He could have hunted Venom. You know what I'm saying? And that could have worked. I think you should have just made him the traditional hunter and that would have worked. And then you could, I think you should, then you could have done the whole ending of, you know, the ending of the movie like the MCU does. Scenes at the end. Yeah, um, I guess my, my motto, my thing was like Craven had a whole bunch of heads of valuable animals and all of a sudden they're gone. You introduce Black Cat, Felicia Hardy. She steals all the animal heads to try to sell them. Blah, 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 this and that. Then you introduce Black Cat. You could have done an awesome Black Cat movie. You're trying to do a Black Sable movie. Introduce Black Sable going after Black Cat. Or then you some downtown the line, you do the origin stories. Y'all could have made that work. Right? Y'all could have made that work, right? But nope, 
You got scared. You didn't believe in your own thing. So you called on Kevin Feige to save you and try to put all these together. Now, we know Disney also, they, they want to get Deadpool into the mix. I don't know how they're doing it. They tried this. I Listen, they're setting up for Deadpool. And then I'm going to tell you, listen, for you guys didn't catch it, there was a lot more cursing in Spider-Man than there was before in any of the MCU movies, right? They're saying, like, shit, asshole. Like, they've been saying those type of words before. They said asshole in Infinity War, which was shocking for a Disney movie to use that type of language. They're setting it up for Deadpool. They're, they're gauging everybody. This movie made $255 million, right? Okay, if we can do this, we can set up Deadpool up and make a D- Deadpool a part of the MCU, okay? So... That's coming, and it's obvious it's coming with, with the language they use in this movie, right? So, like I said, there were so many problems with this movie. Plot holes. Never see the fuck out of, um, out of Spider-Man. Listen, if you wanted to see a movie, a Spider-Man movie, right, you know there was going to be with nostalgia bait and the Marvel jokes, you got your money's worth. If you want to see a Spider-Man story with a great story, in a satisfying conclusion, right, to a beloved character, you did not get your money's worth. And I didn't get my money's worth, right? And usually Kevin Feige makes sure he tells at least a great story. There was no storytelling in this movie at all. It was nothing more than a setup for other movies. That's all this movie was. Now, some people have accused Avengers, um, Age of Ultron, nothing more than a setup for other movies to come. And you can make an argument for that, especially at the end of Age of Ultron. You can almost feel like you got duped, um, you know, uh, with the, you know, with the introduction of you know of the twins, um, you know, what I'm saying, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, uh, in the movie, uh, you know, so they say like it's you know, you know, with, you know, with, you know, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, you know, uh, you know, with them in the movie, you can almost see like it was like a setup um, for other movies, you know. Um, it's like I said, some people felt duped watching that, uh, movie. Um, I, I know I didn't feel duped. You know, I, I like that. I liked Age of Ultron a lot. Um, like I said, I didn't feel duped. Um, you know, so, you know, so, you know, so, you know, especially what happened with, you know, so, you know, Sokovia, you know, you know, uh, like I said, a lot of people felt duped. Like I said, me personally, I didn't. Um, but this was all clear. Listen, Marvel didn't. <laughs> Marvel was blatant with this. Like, oh, you know, other movies we've been accused of that. This movie, we're straight out telling you, we're straight out telling you, this is just a setup for other movies. And it was obvious with the storytelling. Extremely obvious. They did everything that of that YouTubers complain about: plot holes, plot devices, uh, MacGuffins. All that bullshit. That this was one on one. If you don't know where any of that shit is, watch Spider Man No Way Home, and you will know what all of those things are in this movie. Because there was no hiding it in this movie, and that's one. That's like the big. It's like this is just flagrant. It just stank of it, and it was like really insulting to anybody with one percent knowledge of how movies are supposed to be. Now, if you're blind to movies. And you don't know what the fuck shit's supposed to be. And you just watch it, eat your fucking popcorn. And you just want to be entertained. You're right. This was the movie for you. I got always say, players and playettes. 
I expect more in 2021. Proper storytelling, proper editing, proper CGI. There, I don't think I should have any wrong with that. Not with what we know, what they spend on these movies. I mean, they spend like $300 million just to make a damn movie. Listen, listen, that's what I expect, all right? I know that was long-winded, and I apologize. But like I said, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero movie. And when you fuck it up, I, I, I get upset. I really, I'm really passionate about Spider-Man, and like I said, I'm really upset about that. Nothing we gotta talk about. This is the last thing we're gonna talk about because I, I talked you guys' ears off. <sighs> Listen, yo, I'm excited, and some of you guys aren't excited. Listen, for my per- some of my personal friends, we've had these conversations about COVID. Listen, NBA, uh, NFL's moving games. I just got an alert: NCAA canceling games. Listen, yo, we listen. The human race right now, or maybe just America, we are looking like the biggest jokes of all time. When history looks at us in fifty years, we're the biggest joke of all time. Let me explain why. And you know, there's all these conspiracy theories. Anti-vaccine people, blah blah blah. You didn't want to wear a mask. You didn't want to get the vac the vaccine. When the vaccine came out, you used it as an excuse not to wear your mask, even though you weren't vaccinated, right? And now businesses got to start wearing masks again, right? And you know, you know, what really sucks is holiday time too. Cases are going are going to go even more up. When we've had more cases now than we had when the pandemic first started coming out, that's a problem. That's a problem. With the vaccine, you know, like I said, you didn't want to get it. Right? Didn't want to wear a mask, even though you weren't vaccinated. Right? This is what happened. You know what? And, And this is what happened. We're going backwards as a society. So you can say what you want. About this coronavirus, how our lives shouldn't be limited, right? And you can say this: this is heart disease still killing more than the coronavirus? Absolutely, yes. You are a trillion percent right. All right, right. Heart disease kills almost half a million people a year. Right. You can make an argument that our dietary and our you know our our eating habits and you know. And, and you know, and not physically physically active is more of a detriment and more of a bigger pandemic than the coronavirus. I extremely agree with you on that. I will not deny that till the end of time. You're right. You know that's why I try to eat as clean as possible, and that's why I try to exercise as much as possible. You know, um, you guys know me. I'm big into lifting weights. Um, you know, uh, you know. Uh, Body weight, you know, exercises, the minimal, you, you know, I'm big into that. I'm big into cardio. I still do yoga uh, for flexibility, actually mobility reasons. Um, yes, you know, weight-bearing exercises, cardio, mobility, right? And dietary, uh, you know, functionality. Yes, playa, yes. That is a bigger pandemic than the coronavirus, and we don't talk about that enough. Yes, you are right. 
Okay? Not sexy to talk about heart disease. You're right. But this thing is killing people. The coronavirus is killing people. This is serious. We should not be going back to wearing masks in our, you know, in buildings and blah, 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 this and that. And like I tell you what, holiday time, numbers are going to go even worse. My personal opinion. And listen, January 15th, you know, Holtz supposed to make another executive decision. I can see in stuff. I can see shutdowns happening. It's got nothing. This is what will happen. Listen, guys, we got to have a counterbalance. And it wasn't going to be, oh, well, um, yeah, well, uh, cases are going up. We're going to still stand pat. No, man, it wasn't going to just stay stand pat. That was a damn problem in the first place. Please, people, listen, you don't want to get vaccinated. Whatever, yo. Whatever. Do I think that's galactically silly? Yes, I do. I do. Um, but if you don't want to get vaccinated, fine. It is your right as an American citizen. At least just wear your mask. At least. At least just do that. Right? And be honest. And just be honest. You know, it's part of the motivation today, and this is this is something we don't have enough as a society. Uh, integrity, you know what I'm saying, and you know, just 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 be honest, man, and like listen, just 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 do the right thing, man. I know it's tough. I know it's tough. It's, you know, like I said, I'm not a saint. You guys know me. I'm not perfect. You know, I'm still a wild child. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I train. I try my damn hardest. I really do. You know, and we got to at least try our damn hardest to do the right thing. We got to. Now, don't just do it for yourself. Right. I mean, you want to feel good about yourself. You know, obviously. Um you know, the human mind is so powerful. Like, our individual strengths are so powerful. And we don't give ourselves enough credit. Which is a damn shame. And we're too busy letting other things like, Oh, I didn't get enough likes. I didn't get enough n- nice comments. I, You know, you would let that dictate us. Yo, do the work. It's going to work out. And if it's not working out doing the work, you need to switch it up and do something else. To accomplish the mission. Right. Let's do the right thing. And we got to help each other out. Because like I said, if we're trying to look up, we can't. We got to do it on our own. And we could have fixed this. And we failed. So let's stop failing. And let's do the right thing. And let's get our act together. Like Michael Jackson said, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm looking at myself too. Let's get it together. And let's do the damn thing. This is Rock 25. Show the craziness. And remember, be great at everything.